Testing. Oh, One, two, three. Yay. Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Yep. Uh, you can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. So we are continuing on with our uh, movie suggestions by our listeners. And um, we are doing The Wizard for you this week, which I think will be... (laughs) Pretty interesting. <laughs> it should. Yes. And uh, that was actually suggested to us by our friend Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, do you have the synopsis? I do. A boy and his brother run away from home and hitch cross country with the help of a girl that they meet to complete to compete in the ultimate video game championship. Yes. So, well, there's there's a lot to talk yeah, about. There so, is. That's I mean, a general. Yeah. That's not really all there is to this film. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready to just uh, jump on in? Yeah. All right. So, the opening scene, we see a young boy and he's, you know, we see him walking along uh the the uh, street like out in the middle of nowhere. It almost looks like a desert type area, but not quite. Yeah, he's he's walking along the side of the road, and then you hear. Well, and he all he has in his hand is just a lunch. Yeah, bell. he's just got a lunchbox in his hand. Yeah, and you hear the engine of this airplane flying by or flying behind him. Right. Rather, I guess the airplane is out as a search. Yeah. Deal, um, because he flies past Whoa. the kid, and you hear over the radio, um, "I found him. He's on such and such." Blah blah blah. But the thing that I noticed about that, like you just said, yeah. that plane is low. Like, did this pilot just get finished watching Top Gun and yeah. decide he's going to, like, buzz the tower? Yeah, so I'm going to buzz the kid. <laughs> yeah. Freaking give him a haircut. He'll never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so he radios in, says, hey, I found him. He's yep. walking along such and such highway. And you see this cop pull up mm-hmm. behind him. And he's calling out to the kid, hey, kid, you know, get yeah. him, you know, stop. Where are you going? And he's like, California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the cop, the, the cop decides he's, he then radios in that he's found this kid. Right. But he seems, I guess maybe he's, they're trying to get across that he's been a problem for yeah. a while. Because he seems very agitated. But it's like, you're looking for a missing child. It yeah. sucks. But I know you're doing your job. Well, because in the next scene, they do kind of establish that this kid has like been doing this like, Yeah, a they're lot. like, he's been putting the cops on overtime and stuff like right. that. But, yeah, so he, you know, he radios and, you know, says, you know, I have the kid. Mm-hmm. And the dispatcher is like, you know, okay, you know, uh, uh, drop him off, you know, at his mom and, uh, you know, at his mom's house. She uh, got remarried. Which yeah, for some reason the cop needs that info, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, in the next scene, um, we see the boy or whatever and uh, we find out that his name is jimmy mm-hmm. and um he's you know playing with the set of blocks and his mom is watching him kind of through this window you know she's in this office and uh the counselor 
is, you know, talking about how, well, actually, instead of the counselor, sorry, this is where the stepdad is talking about how, you know, he keeps doing this. He keeps, you know, like kind of running away. Exactly. And like you said, putting the cops on overtime, you know, because of the amount of times that they have to go out and find them. Right. And he's like, you know, he could end up, you know, downtown. He could end up, um, oh, where else? Down by the river. Down by the river. And, and the mom's like, he, he won't go by the river. Right. She snaps back at him mm-hmm. with that. Which we've, you know, we'll find out some more about that yeah. later. But just, yeah, you can tell that they're, you know, both agitated, especially the stepdad. Yeah. And this is where, you know, by talking to the counselor, he... The stepdad in particular is like, you know, we want to put him into a special home. Right. What The child just needs some counseling. He like does. He needs some one-on-one, in-depth counseling. He does, But, yeah. like, this, it's so easy for this guy to just send him up the river. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the stepdad is a jerk. He really is. And the counselor's kind of trying to fight for the kid a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I, I've seen him stacking blocks and... It's almost as if he's trying to build something, and I think that there could be more to him. Right. But the ultimate decision has been made. Yeah. To put him in, what was it, Greenwood Institute? Or something like it, that. It was, it was, the decision was made to put him into an institute. Yeah. And then it cuts to, we see um, Fred Savage, his character, Corey, yep. is sitting down at the dinner table with... with his brother, Christian mm-hmm. Slater. <laughs> Who, by the time of this filming, was 20 years old. Yeah, right. Um, I guess it's possible Bo Bridges could have had... Yeah. Could have had an adult son like that. Yeah. He would have had to gotten married at, like, 18, though, and had kids immediately. Right. Well, so the dad, you know, has made this nasty-looking casserole, and then, yeah. of course, both the the boys are bitching about it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I don't even think that's a part of the four food groups. And well, it's, it's all burnt on it's the all top burnt and everything. And, you know, the dad is basically saying, you know, well, you know, I tried to make something, you know, for you guys other than, you know, pizza and hamburgers. You know, you can't you can't always be eating that kind of stuff. Right. And, of course, the boys are not interested whatsoever in this, you know, gross looking casserole. Yeah, just pizza and hamburgers. Yeah. But um, this is whenever uh, Corey, you know, tells his dad, it's like, you know, yeah, you know, we saw Jimmy the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, well, how's he's do- how is he doing? And he's like, well, he's like, they're, you know, they're going to put him in a home. Right. And he says, you know, he gets kind of like a look on his face. And he's like, well, he's like, that's, you know, Christine's uh, decision. Right. You know. Yeah. So. He's just kind of washing his hands of the mm-hmm. whole thing. And Corey is kind of fighting back with yeah. his dad. Like, well, how can you. How can you say something like that about right. him? Right. And um, Corey then gets up at some point and he, he mumbles something under his breath. He's like, you know, you don't even care about him. He He's just a half-brother to you or, or like he's just my half-brother or something. Yeah. He's And he storms out of the house and then um, um, Christian he, Slater's character. Yeah, he gets up, um, you know, to go uh, talk to his brother. And this was after... That he and the dad got into an argument about his truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Nick and the dad got into this, you know, fight because the dad kept telling him, you know, stop taking my truck. I know you took it because it's all muddy. Oh, that's right, and yeah. you need to respect the rules. And that's whenever 
Corey got upset and stormed out of the house. That's so right. So Nick went to go, you know, you know, talk to his brother and his and Corey, you know, he's like, hey, you know, let's let's go, you know, to Dairy Queen and, you know, we'll kick some back, you know, my treat. <laughs> and that's whenever Corey is like, no, he's like, you know what? You never cared before. And, you you know, it's always about you. You always right. put yourself, you know, before anybody else. And you just see Corey kind of, you know, take off or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, I think we go actually back to the house and all you hear is just um, the dad arguing with the son about stuff. Yeah, you hear them arguing downstairs and I guess some time has passed because yeah. it just, the camera starts to kind of pan up into the upstairs bedroom where we see Corey. Yeah. And he's laying in his bed and he's listening to his older brother and his dad fight. And he's got the uh, the address of the institute where yeah. his brother is. Mm-hmm. And so this is where it's, it's like, okay, this is definitely some shit a child would do. <laughs> yeah. So he picks up the darts and he starts throwing them at this map that's, um, that's you know, next, right. like that's close to him. And so, you know, the first one hits and um, I don't like one state it hits Arkansas. Another one hits Nebraska. Yeah. And then, like, the last one hits on California. Yeah, he's like, ooh, California. Yeah, he's like, oh, California. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, you see him, you know, after that. It's like, yeah, I guess that's one way to pick, like, oh, I'm going to run away. Yeah. Which, where, you know, which state am I going to run away to? It makes total sense to a kid, I guess. Because it's like, you know, I don't know where I want to go. I guess I'll just let chance pick it for me. Yeah, I guess. And you see the next scene, he's... He just gets off of a bus. Yeah, he gets off a bus and he's made it to the Institute. He's going to spring his little brother. Yeah. So he walks in and, well... Walking up to this place, this place looks like an old, like, plantation, southern plantation yeah. home with a big wraparound porch. Yep. I kind of get the feeling for this movie, they set up <laughs> this place to be an institute of some sort. Yeah. But, anywho. So, he's walking up, he goes inside, and he's walking through the halls, and you see one lady escorting one little boy into his right. room, and then he walks past one room. And he sees this one little boy kind of sitting in a chair, staring at the TV. And, mm-hmm. and then he finally makes it to to um, his little brother, Jimmy's room. Yeah. And Jimmy's doing the same thing. He's just sitting in a chair, staring blankly at a TV. Right. And he walks up to his little brother. He's like, hey, you know, we're going to We're going to do gonna some go. traveling. Yeah, where do you want to go? And, of course, he says California. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, so we're going to go to California. And he right. puts his... Puts his little ball cap for yeah. his dad's uh, lawn care service yep. on Jimmy's head. Head, I guess, is a disguise yeah. of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, you know, make a break for it. Right. They're walking outside, and they kind of come out of this side door of right. this house institute place. And at that same time. There's the Hostess Wonder Bread Man <laughs> walking like... up to the front door to deliver a Hostess. Twinkies? I don't know. Yeah, like, what the hell? Is there not a delivery entrance around back? You know, that's typically where delivery well, drivers would go. Well, not only that, but why are you having Hostess delivered to you? Like, why aren't you just going to the store and buying Hostess? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe they needed Twinkies tr- are in that big of a demand there at the uh, Institute for... I guess. 
I guess they were just like, well, we got to think of a reason to use a truck. So a <laughs> yeah, they needed a plot device exactly. Yeah. So that's just it. So the hostess guy is going up the stairs to make the delivery, mm-hmm. and you see the two boys get into the hostess truck in the back. Yes. And, uh, which is interesting. Like, how did that driver not notice those little boys? I know. Those trucks are not big on the inside. Right. So, anywho, so they, they stole away in the back of the truck. Right. And, uh, then you see the hostess truck on the road is driving down this, you know, Utah freeway. You right. see Mountains desert and, and mountain and stuff. So, from there, you know, you see the truck driving down the road. From there, we cut to the adults. Yeah. The, the, the dad, the older son. Um, the stepdad. The stepdad, the mom of Jimmy. Yep. By the way, so, okay, it for some reason it took me longer than it should have to figure <laughs> this out. So Jimmy is the... Half-brother. The half-brother of Corey and... Nick. Um, Nick. I'll I've, let you take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they are half-brothers. So the dad, you know, was married and uh, he had Nick and Corey... And then he got married to Christine, and they had uh, Jimmy and his twin sister, Jennifer. So that's how they're half-brothers. Right. So. Right, exactly. So just kind of had to lay that down. One, because um, it's a question in this movie that you don't really get an answer to until later on. Right. And two, it also explains this scene. Mm-hmm. So they're all... In a meeting together at this, with this, uh, the head person of this institute where Jimmy was at. Right. And you hear them, they're just all arguing, you know, he's gone, where did he go? Right. How could you let this happen? And we find out that the mom has hired a private detective to track down and bring Jimmy home. Yeah. Which, this is one of, one of my many problems with this movie. So... The dad, Bo Bridges' character, brings up the point of, what about Corey? Yeah. And the new husband to the ex-wife says, well, Corey ran away. Surely he wanted to run away for a reason. What's the point in bringing him back? I know. It's like, screw you. What kind of BS response? The adults in this film make stupid decisions. For the most part, they all suck. They're all terrible people. Other than maybe the dad. The dad's not that bad. Well, yeah, he's pretty cool. And so... So it's it's decided, you know, this private detective, he's tracking down Jimmy, and the dad is angry, rightfully so. Right. And he and Nick leave, and so they're, you know, deciding, like, okay, well, we're just going to hit the road, and we're going to try to find these kids ourselves. Yeah. And this is when the private detective comes up to him and makes this weird threat. He's like, hey, look, if I don't bring a kid home, I don't get paid. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, stay out of my way, basically. Yeah. So, it's like, what are you going to do to them if they find the kid first? I know, Or something. Right? Like, are you going to, like, whack them or what? Exactly. He, he just seems like a real sleaze anyway. Yeah. This and character does. That's, that's whenever Sam tells Nick, you know, let's go home and we'll pack a bag. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so they can start looking for, you know, the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, it cuts there from, the, from them to back to the kids... And uh, the hostess truck, I guess, is on their last stop or another stop. Yeah. Um, the guy gets out of the truck. He takes... His delivery. Delivery in. And you see that Jimmy and Corey 
they pop out, you know, from like the front of the truck. And of course, Jimmy's face is covered in, you know, like hostess cakes or whatever. Right. And uh, he even says, he's like, did he have to be such a pig? Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, do. you have to point out the obvious? Of course I do. (laughs) Yeah. There's Twinkies and Ho-Hos and all kinds of shit back there. I'm going to eat all of that. They're all the sweets and all the noms. Exactly. Get off my jock. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been pretty great if he had said, get off my jock. That would have been real good. (laughs) And so they both jump out of the truck. And you see Jimmy, he's already just walking down the freeway. I don't know how he knows which direction California is, but he's walking. Mm-hmm. And Corey is looking at a map, and he notices Jimmy's already well on yeah, his way. Like, hey. So, you know. So there they go. Yep. They're just wandering aimlessly through the Utah desert now. Yeah, exactly. And so this is where we get this um, kind of montage of them walking and trekking their way through this area. Yep. You know, it's raining, and then they're skateboarding down the highway at one point. Um, they're walking along it, and then finally they stop, I guess, for the night. Yeah. And they've got this fire going, and Corey's looking at his map, and he finds out they're in some place called the Goblin Valley. Yeah. And he makes the joke about, well, why does it have to be the Goblin Valley? Like, why can't it be any, you know, list off, like, some nicer, you know, sound Right, like Happy Valley or Pleasant Valley or something like that. And, uh... The camera kind of pans out. You know, you see them from a distance and you mm-hmm. hear this wolf howl and he goes, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts and it fades back to the next day. I guess they've hitchhiked the way to some town. Yeah. Because you see them behind this truck as it pulls away. Mm-hmm. And they're walking, making their way into this bus station so they can buy some tickets to California. Right. And Corey sets Jimmy in front of this arcade game, Dungeons, I'm sorry, Double Dragon. Yeah. I'm sorry. And puts a quarter in, is like, hey, play. Yeah. So he walks away, leaves Jimmy to play his video game, and he goes talking to the bus station manager. Yeah. It's like, hey, I need a ticket to California. two tickets. Two tickets, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh... You know, the guy's like, hey, so what do you just want us to drop us, drop you off at the corner or what? Right. And in the meantime, where he's talking, you know, you see this little girl <laughs> reading a Cosmopolitan magazine. Mm-hmm. She's kind of lowering the magazine from time to time to look at Corey and sort of s- scope out the situation. Yeah. Corey finds out after he tells the mm-hmm. bus station guy that he wants two tickets to Los Angeles. Then. Yeah. That it's like what three hundred bucks? It pretty much, yeah, rounded up. So that that pretty much puts a damper on his plans because well, he's only got twenty seven. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, how much? Where can where can we go for twenty seven bucks? He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, he like nowhere, pretty much. Yeah, like the closest stop was someplace in Utah, and it wouldn't even get him there because that cost thirty four dollars. Yeah, so. You know, like you said, puts a damper on on the plans. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, though, I'm thinking to myself, like a 13 year old and a nine year old come in asking for bus tickets without any like super adult supervision. Yes, and you're not going to call the cops. One of the very many examples of why the adults are morons. (laughs) Yeah, you have these two underage children wanting to buy a bus ticket from Utah. Yeah, to to California. California. That's a long trip. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I know it was the 80s on all, but damn. Yeah, like, geez, you didn't let your kids wander that far from home. Right. Good Lord. And so right about that time, a cop pulls up. Right. And Corey gets real nervous. 
So he runs over to grab his brother Jimmy, mm-hmm. and this little girl who's been eyeballing them notices. Yeah. Yep. So Corey grabs Jimmy, and he notices that Jimmy has got a score of 50,000 points yeah. on Double Dragon. Right. Which is a very high score. It would have taken him a lot longer yeah. than that 45-second <laughs> scene to obtain yeah, right? a score that way. <laughs> but anywho, carry on. Yeah, right. <laughs> So he takes Jimmy and they run downstairs in this basement or whatever area. And she follows. Oh, by the way, the Cosmopolitan she's reading Mm -hmm. on the cover of it, one of the articles is, is there sex after marriage? And there is, I'm just saying. (laughs) That's an inappropriate magazine for a, (laughs) she looks like she could be maybe 12 or 13 years old at the most. Right. But anywho, again, back to the movie. So. Yep. He's, they're down in this basement and Corey's like grilling Jimmy for some reason. Like, how'd you get those many points? Like, jeez. Right. And like, calm down there, Batman. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what you want to know. Right. So she finds him down there and she's, you know, like, what's up with you two? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where Corey tells him, tells her like, hey, we're, we're trying to get to California, um, but we don't have enough money. Yeah, she kind of wants to know, like, what their deal is and stuff like that. Because obviously, obviously she noticed, like, that they bailed whenever the cop got there. That's, that's right, yeah. And, you know, so she, she, you know, tells them she, um, she says something like, you know, that she's going to scream. And he's like, well, can you scream quietly? <laughs> no. So, I know, right? By definition, you cannot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But she, you know, notices Jimmy and stuff and, you know, she kind of says like, well, what's his deal? Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's, you know, it's nothing. He's fine. And she, you know, she's like, well, he looks like he's short of like a brick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. But it's like, they, they're kind of really hard unnecessarily they really on Jimmy. Are. He just needs a little therapy. Like, we'll get into that soon. Yeah. He just, he probably needs a lot of it, but he yeah. just needs some therapy. He He's does. not a lost cause. No. But anywho, yeah, she makes, like you said, she she points out Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, oh, he's just a little shy. And yeah. her response was, well, shy. he's shy a few bricks. Yeah, exactly. It's you like, little jerk. <laughs> so, but uh, he, you know, mentions like, you know, yeah, that they're trying to get to California. Yep. Um, you know, but they're short on the money. And... I think she, somehow it comes out that, you know, um, he, like, makes a bet with her that for, like, $6.70 or something like that, that his brother can beat That's her right. at Double yeah. Dragon. Because he was going to buy the cheapest ticket to get yeah. him as far as he could get. Right. And she's like, well, I don't have $6.70. And he's like, yeah, but you got a bus ticket. Yeah. And so, you know, sure enough, they show them, you know, they're playing Double Dragon. And I don't remember what she scored, but her score, you know, was decent or whatever. Yeah, it was like 28000 or something like that. I or 25000 But then it's Jimmy's turn. Right. And he basically mops the floor with her. Mm-hmm. He surpasses her score. Yet he keeps playing. It's yeah. like, you already beat her. You can yeah. stop now. Well, and that's just it. At that point, um, Corey's trying to, you know, snatch the ticket from her so yeah. that he can go in and cash it in, basically. Yep. And so, you know, they get up to the window and they're arguing back and forth over the ticket. 
And I think that's whenever she notices that the bus she was supposed to be on yeah. uh, has left. It leaves without her. So she's stuck with them, too. Yep. And this is where it cuts to the um, dad mm-hmm. and the son. And they're on the road. This is just kind of a quick little scene with them. They're looking for the kids. And they're driving along. They're fighting about where they were. Yeah. And... So this is the equivalent of what's going on today in today's society, hmm. only with the paper map. So yep. the dad snags the map from the son, and he opens it up, and he's trying to figure out where they are while they're driving down this winding desert freeway. Right. And nearly gets into a head-on collision with another vehicle and then <laughs> scrapes the guardrail. Exactly. And uh, so, but then it cuts quickly back to the kids, and they're at a diner, and they're trying to formulate a plan now. Um, and they're talking about where they're going to get some cash. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy's like, I mean, Corey is saying that he needs to, he needs to help his brother out. Otherwise, they're going to take him and put him in an mm-hmm. institute again. Yep. And then she gets the brilliant idea because turns out Jimmy is like really good at video games. Yeah. To take him to a video game competition. And this is where where they're sitting and we got our first round of New Kids on the Block. Oh, that's right. This soundtrack <laughs> is actually a pretty decent soundtrack. I mean, it's the It's, it's the a lot 80s. of New Kids in the Block songs, There's, but they also got some other songs too. Yeah, it's very 80s. And the inside of this diner, real quick, is really kind of cool. The table that they're sitting at eating at is actually an arcade game. Yeah. The table is covered in a plex, clear plexiglass. And in the center of it is a TV screen with little buttons. And, you know, Jimmy's going going to town, doing his thing, playing his video game. And this is when Jenny, who is this little girl, Jenny gets up and she picks up the Nintendo Power magazine. And inside of it is a little tear-out leaflet about yeah. Video Armageddon, I believe it's called. This yep. video game competition in California. Mm-hmm. It just so happens they want to go to California. Right. So she slaps that sucker down on the on the table and she's like, Well they put him in an institute if he has fifty thousand dollars. It's like, well, yeah. And our response is yes. Yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah. It does not matter how much money you have. I, yeah. If you need medical attention, mental yeah. health, yes. you you should get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just yet another glaring, mm-hmm. uh, just crazy. And so now they've they've got this new plan. Yes. And it quickly we see the detective, bleh, we see the detective has shown up. And he's at the same diner where the kids were at, apparently. Right. And he's got, okay, so this is a little creepy to me. I know, right? He's got a picture of these two children, these two little boys. Right. And he walks up to this lady in the diner and he looks... He looks slimy, he looks greasy, he looks kind of creepy, and he's like, you know, I'm looking for these two boys. Yeah. That's all he says. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not, but now I'm looking for a phone to call the police. Exactly. Because you're creepy. Because <laughs> you're out. a little odd. But her response to her is, you know, I believe she tells him no or something like that. Um, well, not something like that. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right about this time, he... We see that the dad and son have shown up, um, but they don't notice the detective is there at that same town. But what they do is they park across the street from the diner, and they go into a different building looking for their kids, Mm -hmm. looking for the kid and the brother. Right. Brothers. 
And so the detective comes out of the diner. He sees the dad's truck because yep. it's got this big, you know, sign on the side of it for his lawn care service. Right. And he's got the idea to take out his folding knife and stab holes in two <laughs> tires on the left-hand side. Right. Which is not a good idea. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Me, whenever I was... Uh, um, when I was younger at my other job, we all got the brilliant idea to do this to a bunch of old junk tires. And I found right quick, if you don't have a fixed blade knife, that folding knife will close on you mm-hmm. pretty easily. And a tire is a lot harder to go through right. than you think it is. Right. You can cut yourself. So that's a little confession of mine there. <laughs> and so anywho, um... So he cuts their tires, and whenever he cuts the front tire, the dad comes out, and, you know, he's giving them crap, like, hey, what are you doing? And he, you know, chases the guy to his car, and yeah. then he runs back to his car, the father does, and grabs a shovel out of right. his truck. And he's waylaying on this detective's car, and he's, like, beating the, yeah, the front the headlights end, out. Yeah. Yes. Which, to me... He should have smashed the windshield. The windshield. Yeah. yeah. That rendered his vehicle a little more undrivable. Right. What he's doing only makes it undrivable at night. Like, smash his windshield. He can't see out that. Right. But, so he's doing all that, and then the detective, he manages to get away. And uh, we cut to the kids again, and they um, have apparently got away just in time. They're not yeah. in that town anymore. Right. And you see them in the back of this cattle truck. Mm -hmm. There's several cows with them, and they're all counting their money, talking about their next move. Corey's a little nervous. Well, and this is the, like, where we get a little bit of Haley's backstory, though, too. Yeah. So, you know, she's trying to get back home to Reno, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And she's explaining, you know, that it's uh, the littlest uh, city with, like, or, you know, whatever the phrase is. It's the littlest big city. Yeah. And so, but she mentioned, you know, that, because he was kind of asking about her family. And she's like, well, she's like, my mom stepped out. And she's like, you know, but she was a Vegas showgirl. And, you know, she had the best legs. And she's like, I think I have her <laughs> legs. Aren't they great? Yeah. You know? And like, like, I, okay. I guess so. I mean, for sure. Why not? Right. <laughs> and I think she mentioned that, you know, like her dad's a truck driver or whatever. Yeah. And so that's how she knows this truck driver code is yeah. what she calls it. Exactly. Because Corey's nervous. Yeah. Because they don't know these dudes. Exactly. And, uh, oh, also she mentions they live in some sprawling palatial mansion yeah, of some sort. Like, whatever. And uh, Oh, and it's biggest little city. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. But, uh, so, right about then, she starts asking Corey how much cash he's got. Mm-hmm. He pulls his cash out and he says, you know, 24 or something, 24, 27 bucks. Well, and she was counting out all of her cash. She's like, I got 87, so we put our money together. And right about then, the driver of that truck looks back yep. and he sees that these kids got a boatload of cash on him. Mm-hmm. And so he pulls over and Corey asks, are we in Reno already? Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, no, you idiot. And he's like, well, you said it was the biggest little city. I thought I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull over and the guys get out and proceed to rob these children. Pretty, yeah. It's kind of messed up. It's like, it dude, they're kids. Up. Yeah. But- also, why would you pick up kids anyway? That's another thing. <laughs> Okay, this is another very poor decision by everybody involved. The kids should not have gotten in this truck. And these adults should not have uh, taken these children from the roadside. Exactly. (laughs) 
And uh, so, yeah, they rob them. They rob them on the side of the road, take their cash, and they leave them all right mm-hmm. there. And they're just sitting there, and Corey's giving um, Ginny kind of flack. It's like, oh, yeah, the truckers, they got some code, oh, don't they? Yeah. And she's like, oh, shut up. And um, You mean Haley. Haley? Oh, their name was Ginny for some no, reason. No, it's Haley. <laughs> oh. Whoops. So at some point, I guess they've gotten, they get picked up because they arrive into this next town in the back of this truck. And all that identifies this truck as a mail <laughs> truck are some white boards that Say mail. extend around. Yeah, they extend up on the top of the bed and they just have U.S. mail painted on them. Yeah, nice. And And so they hop out of this truck and they walk into this old diner. And they're talking about, you know, what are we going to do? We don't, all we, we don't have any money left. Oh, I'm sorry. Before they walk into the diner, Haley confronts Corey and says, I know you're holding out on me. Yeah. When they took our money, you took $4 and you shoved it in your shorts. Yeah. Now cough it up. Yep. And so he's, he basically strips in the middle of the road and pulls the cash out of his shorts and give he's like, like you know you're getting too personal here yeah it's like you four dollars of ball money mm, crotch money yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then they walk into this diner with this four dollars and you know at this point Corey's looking he's like you know basically looking for somebody to swindle right because they found out that they're this jimmy kid he's like a wizard at video games yeah, and so that's gonna be movie. an easy the wizard the wizard so She's she first first Haley is going to try to get this grift going, but Corey's like it's my money I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So then they spot across the room, there's a video arcade, and there's two old men playing this yeah. game. Like to me, I would be more likely to think that those men would be playing pool right. rather than a video game because they they're older gentlemen. Yeah, pool darts. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. But I guess they're video heads, too. So Corey walks up and, you know, initiates the grift. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. But, you know, I guess you're all right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're better than you. And he's like, oh, pff, that's not a competition. I'm yeah. nothing. He's like, but my little brother over there. Yeah. And so this, you know, this, they initiate it. Yep. And Jimmy kicks butt again. Of course. And they win all sorts of cash from these old men. Yeah. And, um... Then we see um, the kids, they've left the diner and they're kind of, they've made their way into this auto scrapyard mm-hmm. um, where Haley has, you know, found them some quarters to sleep in. It's yeah. an old scrapped out um, big rig yeah. cab and they've just kind of set up shop there. All right. Um, this scene's kind of, kind of stupid. Yeah. Because you've got Corey trying to like scare, scare Haley. And she keeps saying like, you know, I, I don't get scared. Yeah. Is what she keeps saying. And like, at one point he like even puts a mask on. Yeah. And he like puts this rubber Halloween mask on and looks at her and she just like punches him. But I love the sound effect it is of the so punch. It's so fake. You know, yeah. It's, it's really bad at fake. It's such a fake sound effect. <laughs> but she really did kind of lay into him though. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, now it cuts to the next day, and uh, the kids are sitting together overlooking this valley or whatever, sitting mm-hmm. on a bridge, kind of talking things over, trying to figure out what their next move is. Right. And right about then, 
you hear a bunch of motorcycles drive up. Yeah. And, you know, Corey looks over his shoulder and he sees like five or six dudes on a chop on yeah. choppers hmm. like pull up. And the next scene you see is they're driving away. Yeah. And on they the back each of the, one has yeah. kids with them. Yet another example of poor decision making. Right. <laughs> From this is where we get a musical montage moment. Yeah. Where you've got this song playing and you're just seeing everybody's progress mm-hmm. throughout this portion of the film. You see the kids, you know, driving down these motorcycles. And then you see the dad and the older son, Nick, right. they're driving, tracking these kids down. And, of course, the P.I. is tracking them mm-hmm. down. And uh, finally, it ends up with the kids hitching a ride on with another vehicle, which is the exact same truck <laughs> that they hitched a ride in previously that said U.S. Mail. Only this time it doesn't say U.S. Mail right. on the side of it. In fact... It's even got the same older American Indian dude in the yeah, back of it. Yeah, Only Native this time American. he talks. <laughs> yeah. And he just says like one word and yeah. that's it. And so the same the same vehicle drops them off at this diner in this other town. Yeah. And I guess they're still in Utah, I don't know. But so now they're they're grifting these other kids and they look like pretty tough kids. Yeah. Um they're all older teenage boys mm-hmm. and Jimmy is kicking butt once again. Right. And they got to cough up the dough. Mm-hmm. And it may not have been so bad if Corey hadn't opened his big fat mouth and called them names. Yeah. Because I don't think those kids would have started fighting with him inside the diner had he not right. called them a name. Right. And so the kids, those toughs, they start to like try to fight with, you know, Corey and Jimmy and Haley. Haley. Yeah. And the only person that intervenes to step in to save them is this lady that op- runs the diner. Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of me. Yeah. She's very it would, grumpy. It would be you. She's very <laughs> grumpy. I hate this town. I hate these kids. I hate this graffiti. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All that good jazz. Um, and after those kids leave and the diner lady walks away still mumbling to herself. Yeah. <laughs> we're introduced to, and I don't think we learn his name. But he is a friend of this kid named Lucas. Yeah, we never learned that particular kid's name. But no. he's, he's sitting there and he's talking about how, oh, you know, there's no way he could ever beat Lucas. And, of course, Corey's interested by that. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, of course we could. Yeah. Who's well, this kid? Yeah, who's that? And so that's whenever we get introduced to Lucas. Yes. So they have made it. Um, to Lucas's house, which apparently he lives on an airfield or something. I guess. Because, like, at one point in this scene, you see an airplane taxiing across this... Seems safe. ...field or whatever. Um, so we're introduced to Lucas. Mm Mm-hmm. And Lucas owns a power glove. Yeah. So, like they do in the movies, you know, you see this steel, stainless steel briefcase... Set well, down. Before that happens, though, before any of that happens. Oh, that's right. They're talking about this game collection. Yeah. He talks about how he has 97 games and he can, you know, beat all of them. That's right. He fancies, and, you know, he's basically a wizard himself. Yeah. And he has a couple of games with them. And, you know, the one kid opens it and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, basically, like, pick your poison. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. 
and they go inside, and you see that they have, um, they're setting up the Nintendo console. It's the old school NES. Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's the only console they feature in this film, by it the way. Is. Yeah. This, we'll get into that. That's, we'll get into that later at the end. Nice. <laughs> um, so... This is where he breaks out his power glove. Yep. And Corey and, and, and Haley are like, what's that? I don't know. You know, it's like, spoiler alert, it's the crappiest toy Nintendo ever made. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so, like, it didn't even work right. Right. I- anywho, it was, it, was, it was ahead of its time, basically. The Wii had that motion detection stuff down a lot better than the power glove ever did. Right. So, he breaks out his power glove, and he puts it on, he hits a couple of buttons, you gotta, I never had one, but from what I heard, and if I remember right, with each game, if it was gonna work with the game, you had to punch in a code hmm. into the glove so it would work correctly with the game or something. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of a failure. Yeah. Um, there weren't a lot of games that worked with it. Um, and even then, it didn't really work. <laughs> nice. So, he's punching in the code. It's making this beeping noise, which, again, the power glove never beeped. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is, he's doing this before the console is ever turned yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, t- at the same time as he's punching in this code, you see his little lo- little toady push the yep. power button on the Nintendo console, yeah. <laughs> and it pops up this F1 racing game. Yep. So Lucas, you know, he puts his, sticks his hand out there like he's grabbing a steering wheel and he's making little hand motions and the cars move in and, you know, Corey is just mouth agape. Yeah, he's just yeah. blown away by this awesome technology. Right. And finally the game is over and you know, Lucas has racked up a ridiculous amount of points and, you know, he's like, well, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. No, actually, okay, this is the worst line in the film. <laughs> Lucas turns around, places his gloved hand over his chest and clenches his fist and goes, I love the power glove. It it's, is so bad. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> 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 so, now it's Jimmy's turn. Jimmy doesn't want anything with, no, to do with this. No, he's done with that. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have any interest in this anymore at all. And he... Walks he out. just darts out of the room. Yep. And Corey goes running after him, leaving Haley behind. And, you know, Lucas kind of tries to put the moves on her. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, just so you know, I'm going to the competition too. Yeah. Um, and uh, it cuts from there to we... Now we see the dad and the son, Nick. They're at this cheap-looking motor motel, you know, one yeah. of those, like, $30 a night, 20 bucks a night or whatever things. Yep. And um, there, the son Nick wants to talk about the, Jimmy. He wants to talk about Jimmy, everything going on. Well, not only Jimmy, but also their sister Jennifer. This is where we kind of start to yeah. learn a little bit of family why backstory. Why Jimmy is the way he is? Yeah. <clears throat> do they do they reveal that all that much in this not, part, or not is that, that. mostly? That's mostly, I think, later okay. when, um, yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of start to reveal a little bit. Not a whole lot, but we learned that Jimmy at one point had a twin sister yeah. named Jennifer. 
We don't find much about what happened to her. All we know is she's not around anymore right and, now. And the dad doesn't want, you can tell the dad doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about and it. And that bothers Nick. And yeah. Nick actually gets up out of out of bed and <laughs> he walks out and the dad's like, you're in your underwear. <laughs> He's and, like, I don't care. Yeah. I can't believe it. My own dad doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you see him, you know, pull the Nintendo system, you know, out yep. from the car and he goes and he, you know, brings it in and he starts plugging it up to the TV there in the motel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he starts to play this video game. And Teenage this... Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. My most hated game on the NES. Nice. <laughs> Why? You can't ever find that stupid rope. Nice. <laughs> you can't. I, I, I would wager to say that this is probably a common problem with almost... With a lot of people who've played this game. Message us if you had the same problem. If you could never <laughs> find that stupid rope. <laughs> there is a certain point in this game where you need a rope. And I believe it is a rope. I don't know. You're there, asking there's the a certain person. point in this game where you need an item. And I am, at this point, I'm like 95% sure that it's a rope. And you... <laughs> but you have passed it up somewhere along the game, way back there. Nice. And you don't have the damn rope, so you can't cross this <laughs> gorge or building or whatever it is. It's like 30 years later, you're still pissed. I, I still have some very <laughs> deep feelings about this video game. Well, so anyways, so he's playing the video game and he explains to his dad, you know, oh yeah, you know, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well... They show in the next scene that he's fast asleep and the dad is actually playing the video game. Yeah. And he's like doing what you said you hate. On I hate it when they do this. In, I hate in when movies. they do this in movies and I hate when they do a steering, the steering wheel thing yeah. in movies. Yeah. He's playing the game and he's like jerking the controller up and down and side to side and mashing buttons real hard and yeah. heavy. And then it shows a quick clip of the screen of the video game. And the turtle's just walking slow. Yeah. He swings his nunchuck once or twice. Right. Or um, he might have been the one with the sword. But it doesn't match what the dad is doing. The dad is way overreacting. Right. But, yeah, the son actually wakes up and is, you know, shocked that his dad is playing this game. Yes. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we cut to the kids, and uh, they've—I guess they've been staying at this abandoned drive-in. Yeah, that's possibly where they've been sleeping. And so they—we see Corey and Corey and Haley wake up, and uh, they're looking for Jimmy, but he's not inside anywhere. Yeah. And then this is where Corey looks out the window and he sees Jimmy is sitting on the ground outside, and he's stacking these. Popcorn. These popcorn boxes, yeah. yeah. Popcorn tubs. Yep. And she's like, you know, what's wrong? And he's like, this means he's not fixed. He's always stacking stuff. And yeah. And he knocks them all down. <laughs> like and a dick. I screamed at the TV at this point, like, would you calm down? This means he's going to be an architect one day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just calm down, yeah. bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's building shit. Leave him alone. That's right. He's going to build the office building you might work in one day. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh... So he's he's just really kind of given his little brother Jimmy like a lot of crud for this, and Jim. Uh, this is when Jenny Haley steps in. She's trying to smooth things over with them, 
and uh, trying to calm Corey down. But in the middle of all this, the toughs with peas for brains yeah. arrive. I don't know how these little morons yeah. track them down. Like, they don't seem like this, like, all right, their deck is missing 52 cards. Well, I'm just going to say. And I don't understand. Okay, so, yeah, they come in, you know, their big-ass truck, yeah. and they're going in and out, weaving and, you know, right. stuff like that. And so, of course, um, Corey and those guys are, you know, trying to run off right. and try to get away from them. Well, of course, they catch up to them in the truck. And this is all over, like, what, 20 bucks? Yeah, they just like, they grifted the them for 20 bucks. That's yeah, all they did. Yeah, it was did. 20 bucks. And so that's just it. So they end up taking all of their money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they finally catch him, and they knock Jimmy's lunchbox out of his that's hand. Right. It spills out all over the ground. And so now you kind of get to see what's in there. Yeah, it's a bunch of pictures, a cup, mm, a pair of shoes. Yeah, a pair um, of, like, A little... bunch of mementos from yeah. his sister. Yeah, and that's just it. And obviously, it's it upsets Jimmy, right. you know, because that it means a lot to him. Exactly. And so anyway, so yeah, he steals. They they steal like uh, their money, and then they also steal the hat that Jimmy was wearing. Right. And you know he puts it on. Thanks for the hat. Yep. And you know they hop in the truck and take off. And um, this is this is where we get. The, like the backstory, right, of what happened with his his sister. Exactly. So I guess they're back again in the uh, the yeah. drive the drive-in somewhere. Yeah, it looks like they went into the projection room. Yeah, because there was like a couple of big projectors in there, and then there was a bunch of uh, items on the ground that looked like maybe have been parts for right stuff like that. And this is where Corey goes into the whole story. He's like, we did. Nobody knew what was inside his lunchbox. Yeah. And uh, you know, Haley's asking, you know, what all that stuff was. And he's kind of flipping through the pictures, and he mentions he's like, that's Jimmy's twin, Jennifer. Yeah. And he talks about how, um, he, I think that's whenever he actually does break down the whole, you know, um. You know, Nick and I are brothers, and then my mom got or my dad got married to Christine. Yeah, and they had uh, Jimmy and Jennifer, and um, you know he's kind of stopping on this one picture where it shows the whole family together. They're happy and stuff, and he mentions that um, that he and uh, Jennifer went you know went to this river. Yep, and uh, Jimmy can't swim or couldn't swim. And Jennifer fell in, and unfortunately, you know, she drowned. She didn't make it. Right. Yeah, he couldn't. He froze. He couldn't save her, one, because he's, you know, he's a little boy. Right. What can he do? Exactly. And two, he was afraid of water. Yeah. So. Well, he couldn't swim. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and he, and that's whenever Corey says, you know, after that, you know, basically the, the family just fell apart. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And from there, you see that they have, um, they're kind of starting to sort of make amends. At first, mm-hmm. it looks like Corey is, 
Corey's kind of having a little pity party. Yeah. About, you know, everything. And Haley somehow smooths things over. I don't remember exactly how, what was said, but they all kind of make amends and they decide to continue this journey to California together. Um, Then we cut to the dad and the older son and uh, they've run into the detective again. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm sorry. First, we see the detective. He's he's made it to this town where the kids have been already. And he walks into this one arcade. Yep. And he walks up to this one little boy playing a pinball game. Mm-hmm. And he asks the little boy, like, hey, have you seen these kids? He's like, one of them's a mental case. Yeah, one's a mental case and, and the, the other's kid, something or other. Yeah, and the kid looks at the pictures and he's like, why? Is he dressed like you? <laughs> Which is like, good job, kid. Yeah, yeah, I like this kid. He's my hero in the that's, movie. Yeah. And then that's whenever he, you know, purposely knocks the pinball machine to mess it up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah exactly. Yeah, and he... Uh, He's like, you know, well, he's like, you're going to tell me, you know, where they are. And he's like, he's like, even if I knew where they were, I wouldn't tell you. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, good for you. Good for you, kid. Right. And uh, this is where he walks out of the walks out of that arcade and um, he runs into the dad and the son who have showed up as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, (laughs) he runs into the dad and the son. They show up in town in their truck. And this is where a game of chicken ensues. This is your favorite part. This is actually my favorite part. <laughs> I want to be the old man sitting on the front porch of this one general store. Right. Just sipping his beer, watching the drama unfold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this game of chicken ensues between these two. First. Well, the dad sees him backing out and he speeds the truck up yep. and literally plows into the back of the of the guy's truck exactly. guy's car. He then reverses it mm-hmm. to smack the vehicle, this detective's vehicle with the rear end of his truck. Yeah. And then the dad speeds off, but what he does is he makes a U-turn and turns around to face the rear end of the detective's vehicle. The detective gets the idea to throw his vehicle in reverse yeah. and back up straight towards the father's truck. Right. And they just have this heck of a collision outside in front of this general store with this old man sitting, just kind of sipping his beer. <laughs> right. And crunches up the front end of the truck, crunches up the rear end of that car. Yeah. And the only vehicle that's able to drive off is, of course, the car. Yeah. So... The detective, you know, you know, shouts at the dad, you know, calls him crazy and drives off. Yeah. And the dad can't do anything about it because now his truck is mm-hmm. like radiators leaking and all sorts of stuff is wrong with his vehicle. Right. Then we cut to the kids and now they've shown up in Reno, Nevada. Um, it shows them they're standing up in the back of this older looking truck, like a 50s model or something yeah. like that. And they are driving through the center of town, casino to the left and the right. And Haley has a card up her sleeve. She knows this man, a friend of her dad's probably, I'm guessing. Yeah. His name is Spanky. Yep. And uh, she needs him because he's old enough to gamble. Right. So they can increase their 
cash. Yeah, because they need to get as many quarters as they can. Exactly. You know, which, whatever. <laughs> All right, kids, yeah. I guess they haven't eaten in like eight days or something. <laughs> I, know, I don't right? know. They have been on the road for quite a while now. Um, maybe a minimum of like four or five days. Probably. And I don't know if they've eaten once yeah, yet. Yeah, right. So, anywho. So, we see her friend Spanky. He's at the craps table. Yeah. And he is following all of her directions. She's, She's shouting from the other end of this table or something. Which, okay, it's a loud-ass casino, and I get that. They would notice a screaming yeah. kid yelling out, like, these directions. Heck yeah, they would. Yeah. Especially whenever he looks... Yeah. Up and waits to place a bet yes. until he can figure out what she's saying. Exactly. And then he puts it on the table. It's like, yeah, that's suspicious as heck. Well, and that's just it. So he ends up winning, I think, like over 400 bucks or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, they increased. I don't know how much money they had, but they increased it to $400. Yeah, so she did good. And so they do eventually get found out. They yeah. get kicked out of the casino. Um, you would think that they would have taken that money from them. Yeah, I don't know if they would have or not. They, I think, think they, they would, would have because... It would be, like, not legitimate winnings, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because a kid can't play in the casinos. That's true, because that's what it's they illegal. said when they kicked them out. Like, yeah. no kids in the casino. You yeah. know that. Or Yeah, and, it's illegal, so... And, and so, but what Haley does is she grabs all the cash from yeah. Spanky... And it's like, here's 10 bucks for you. Like, I'd be like, fuck you. Right? I would have grabbed that money right back from her. No, here's 10 bucks for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking this $487 now. Exactly. Because I think it was $497 total is what they uh, Yeah, won. I don't know. And But he first, you think he's insulted by it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he gets this goofy, cheesy grin on his face. Oh, thanks. You know, and it, <laughs> it fades from that. And now we see the inner workings of the Nintendo Power Helpline. Yes. Um, good it's Lord. I chaos. Feel, I feel bad for this guy. Dude. Yeah. So we see this. the camera's just going down this hall of cubicles. Mm-hmm. And this person's passing out the latest updates for the latest game, I'm guessing. Yeah. And he's passing them going down the line. He stops in this one dude's cubicle who's reading a magazine. Hands him the paperwork. He's like, oh, yeah. And he just goes back to his magazine. And mm-hmm. He gets a call. It turns out it's Haley. Yep. And she goes, all right, we've got a wizard, and we're going all the way to California. And he kind of gives this, you know, silly little, yeah, like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, this is when she says, you know, they need help with some games. Yeah, some games <laughs> is like every single freaking game. Yeah, they go down the entire Nintendo catalog at well, this we get, point, basically. And that's just say, this is where we get kind of a montage of... Yes. So she's trying to get all the answers for these games, and then they show him, mm-hmm. you know, playing all these different video games. Exactly. At the arcade. Which, I, growing up, I remember I had a Nintendo Power magazine subscription and game informer and all that stuff right and i remember seeing the ads for the helpline oh and i remember like thinking how cool that must be to have a job like that well if you were this guy it would suck it would because... suck so bad <laughs> <laughs> because seriously like she kept him on the phone for hours dude like yes. you see him and he's got like you see like his whole cubicle area is now covered in like all these binders from exactly all these games and stuff exactly trying to help her and i can only imagine Imagine the the stack of cartridges somewhere, right? Because because what they have to do, 
while they're helping you, I'm sure they've like the binders and stuff. They've got help trip, tri- help tips and tricks in those. Right. But I'm sure at some point you've got to just physically break out the game. Maybe play yeah. it to that point in the game and go. Okay, this is what you got to do. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, I got other people I actually have to help. Right? Like, I literally cannot talk exactly. to you for all eight hours of my shift. I'm sure he gets paid hourly, so it probably doesn't matter to him <laughs> paaycheck-wise. You know, it's not like he's commission or whatever. I would just be too but damn annoyed. I don't I'm sure talk- his boss is like production quota, man. You're talking to one child. We've got, like, other kids calling in every hour. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like you said, it, it's just, yeah, that's not realistic. Um, and so, like you said, you know, we start seeing this montage and part of this montage is also in this arcade somewhere in Reno, Nevada, there is a 13, what appears to be a 13 year old girl walking around like a cigarette girl selling candy from one of those little pop-up trays that she's got hung around her neck. Like, well, how inappropriate is that? Like, child labor laws, hello. Right? What are you doing over here? Exactly. But, no, I just had to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> so we just see this montage. Like you said, you know, they're playing all these games at the arcade. They're constantly getting help from this dude. They're honing their skills and mm-hmm. figuring out the best way to play all these video games. And in the middle of all this, uh, we cut to the detective... And he's talking on this payphone to Mrs. Bateman, which is yeah. the mom. And he's reassuring her, I'm hot on the trail. But he's also like, you didn't tell me your ex-husband was, was crazy. crazy. Yep. Like, if I'd have known that, I would have charged extra. Yeah. And right about this time, they must have fixed the truck. Because here they come at this diner where this payphone yeah. is. Well... I think at this point, though, too, Mrs. Bateman says that they're, you know, that they're going to come out that way. Um... Oh, she does say that, but that's yeah. in the next conversation oh, later, sorry. actually. No, no, you're fine. Ain't no biggie. Um, but yeah, he gets this idea after after uh, the dad and Nick, they walk inside this diner. And the dad doesn't really want to go inside. He's like, this doesn't look like a place they would go. Yeah. But Nick wants to eat. He's like, come on, let's just go inside. Yeah. And uh, so this one truck pulls out of the parking lot, and this is when the detective sees there is a tow truck. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to the guy and he's like, hey, you want to make a quick 50 bucks? And so then it cuts back into the diner. And we see the dad and the brother. They're trying to order some food. And then they kind of spy. They see at the corner of this diner this little boy um, wearing, not little boy, one of the toughs. Yeah, one of the toughs. The little yeah. bully kids. He's wearing the hat. Yep. His, the, the, and Nick, his Nick goes, yeah, and Nick goes over there mm-hmm. and he asks him, he's like, you know, hey, he's like, um, where'd you get the hat? Yep. And the dad also at that point approaches too. Right. And he's like, you know, he, you know, says, oh, you know, some, some kids or whatever. I got it off of some kids. And this is when they start getting kind of physical with the confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this guy is being a jerk. He's being argumentative, not cooperative. And so the dad grabs him by the t-shirt. He's like, where'd you get that hat? Yeah. And Lucas is in the same diner, apparently. Yep. yep. And he tells them, um, he tells them, I know where they were going. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I got that backwards. The dad was grabbing him by the shirt going, yeah. where were they going? Yeah. Where were, yeah. And so he's like, I know where they were going. And he opens up his Nintendo Power magazine yep. to show 
this ad. ad for the competition right in California and from there it we see the dad and the um uh, the dad and the son go to leave go to leave and they find out their truck is gone yeah and it cuts real quick to the um detective and he's driving down the freeway and i guess somehow he's figured out that they're the kids are gonna go to california to this game competition yeah um because he's telling mrs bateman all this information right and she's like you were saying earlier she's saying yeah. well i'll meet you down there and she's like he's like no 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 don't beat me down there i'll i'll get your son and bring him home because yeah. he wants to get paid yeah then it cuts to the dad and the nick and they have gone to where the truck was impounded at which how did they get there yeah i don't know <laughs> That's that's something I didn't think about before. Yeah. yeah. How, did they, how the heck did they get there? Maybe a cab or something. I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Huh. So apparently this tow shop or this tow place works very fast because they've already dismantled Dude, the freaking truck. It's literally operating like a chop shop. Yeah, it you is. You can't do that. Not like, that fast. I thought you needed like a title to the vehicle. Right. Whenever you, I don't know. So, yeah, they've stripped this truck. Yep. They're pulling seats out. The bed is off. The tires and wheels are off. And they're using a cutting torch to cut stuff off. And the dad is like, you know, he's he's like, great. Yeah. And then we cut. We From there, then we cut to the kids. Yep. Um, we see that they're um, still practicing video games. Jimmy is at the arcade. And we have Haley lounging by this pool on the phone right. to, the Nintendo, to the Nintendo guy. <laughs> And the detective shows up. Yeah. And he is at this, you know, drink hut. Right. Looking for the kids. He's showing his, flashing the picture around. And this time, now he's saying it's, it's his, they're his sons. His sons, exactly. Which makes it a lot less creepy. Right, instead of just walking up somebody, yeah. I'm looking for these kids. Yeah. <laughs> have you like, seen these kids? Yeah, like, it's like, no. No, and if I have, I'm not going to tell you now. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so he's asking, you know, like, oh, you know, have you seen my sons? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lady's like, no. Um, and then he asks another lady, and this is whenever she, I think she does actually point out. Um, she does, um, but only after Corey walks by the detective. That's right. He doesn't notice the detective until the detective sees him and grabs him. Right. Which, and he's like, shit. you know, I've been looking for you, and... He's screaming at Corey, you know, where's your stupid brain dead brother? And shaking Corey, and mm-hmm. Corey's like getting scared. And for some reason, the lady is still standing behind him, going, yeah. Mister, your other son is in the arcade. Like, what the fuck? Listen here, lady. Yeah. Go find a phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, this man is physically shaking this child. Yeah. And it does not appear it's actually his son. Exactly. <laughs> and then that's, you know, that's whenever he, you know, leaves Corey and Corey screams for Haley. Yep. And, you know, they go running into the arcade. And at this point, he's actually picked Jimmy up and he's carrying him like weird and awkward as yeah, hell. Yeah, exactly. He grabs him by the shoulders on one hand and the other hand just grabs one leg. And yeah. He picks him and up you see him floor. and he's taking off. And then this is where... This, this is was, a weird scene. This was. A weird line. Yeah. Really. All of a sudden, Haley screams, and she points at him, and he's she's like, he touched my breasts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can only imagine how 
probably uncomfortable that would have been mm-hmm. for that actress. Right. Because of her age. Yeah. You know, you always you're hear about these. developing and you're, yeah. Exactly. These women, you know, after, when they interview these women who have been child actors. Right. And they always say the same thing about how tough and how awkward it was once they hit puberty and when mm-hmm. they were still acting on TV and right. stuff and having to watch themselves and very self-conscious point in their life. Right. It just seems like that probably would have been a very weird... Right. I don't know. It's it's a strange line. And so, I, I don't know where I'm going with that other than it's just odd. Right. And so, of <laughs> course, when she screams that out, these two cops or whatever, you know, t- basically take him down and Jimmy escapes. Mm-hmm. And then you see them run, the three of them run off. By the way, this is the only point in the movie where it seems like somebody is intervening the way they probably should be intervening. Like these cops come out of nowhere and they just, you know, tackle this guy and arrest him. Right. Um, And then we cut to the dad and uh, the older son again. And somehow they have miraculously restored the vehicle back to running condition. Yep. We don't see it yet, but you see Christian Slater come around the corner and he's giving the news to his dad it won't be long now, Dad. We're almost done. Right. And the and dad's playing a, a video game again. Uh, yeah. He's got the yep. NES. He's hooked it up to the TV. Which is really strange. It's like, okay, I get it when you were in the hotel. Right. And there was nothing to do but, you know, sleep and, and think. Mm-hmm. But you have work to do. Your sons are out there. And you got to find them. And you can't pull yourself away from a video game. So... This is where the son finally has it. You know, he reacts the same way. He's like, what are you doing? We got to go. Yeah. And dad's like, I've almost got the, you know, such and such. I'm just three stages away. And uh, the son's like, would you listen to yourself? Mm-hmm. So he, he then grabs, <laughs> I'm about to go off here. He grabs the controller plug and rips it out of the uh, front of the console. And maybe I didn't see him push the power button. I don't know. But the screen goes to yeah. snow. Yeah. And it's like pulling a controller out of the front of that sucker is not going to shut it off. All it's going to do is interrupt the gameplay. Right. But anyway, so the dud, the the son rips the controller out of the front of the console and he's and he's, you know, screaming at his dad like, you know, you need to get yourself together, you know, your sons are out there and we got to find them. And uh takes the uh takes the con- console with him. Yeah. And this is yet another part I'm about to <laughs> go off on. Okay, so takes the console with him. So all you've got left there at the TV is the RF splitter, mm-hmm. the power cord, and the controller. For anybody who may not know, just in case, the RF splitter back in the day with these video game consoles... You screwed them into the coax input on your TV, <laughs> and it would split the signal... So as soon as you turned on your console, it would just interrupt the antenna signal. Right. And it would show only that. But you had to have it on a certain channel. You would have a switch on the back of the splitter, and it would either be channel 3 or channel 4. So 4 was usually... 3 was usually not used. Usually that was just like static or snow or a hard picture to see. 4 was typically a network channel. So, anywho... Here comes my pet peeve. I'm sorry. I'm going way too much. I talk way too much about stuff like that. My problem with this scene is the dad 
grabs everything but the RF splitter. Yeah. And like, that stuff is expensive. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Just like, you got to get on the road, but it takes like two seconds to go lefty loosey on a cable nut nice. and pull it off of there. Nice. So, anywho, I'm done with that little rant. So now we go back to um, the kids. And we see them, and they have arrived at what is supposed to be Haley's palatial, sprawling mansion in the Reno desert. Yeah. It's which a, is not. It's not. It's a shitty trailer. Yes. And nobody's there. Nope. Which is like, I never quite figured out, is nobody there because they abandoned her? Or is nobody there because... The mom is off doing whatever she's doing, and, and the, the dad is working. Yeah, see, I never figured that out either. Because we sort of, she kind of spills the beans about her family at mm-hmm. one point. They, in this scene, they kind of go up to the roof, and they've got astroturf on the roof of this trailer with yeah. a couple of lawn chairs. And this is where she spills the beans that look, I lied. Mm-hmm. My family's not rich. My mom had a gambling problem. And that's where I learned how to play play craps. craps. Yep. And my dad is never around. He's always on the road working, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, And uh, now Corey, after she tells Corey all this information, Corey's kind of comparing her life to Link in the Zelda video games. Oh, yeah. Where Link (laughs) is always trying to find... um, the princess who is missing but in her case instead of her trying to find somebody she's trying to find a home yeah and her response to that is that that was a sexist remark personally i don't understand how that was a sexist yeah remark. whatever but so you know he's like you know he says the same thing that wasn't sexist and she's like yes it was you know and um he leans he leans over to try and kiss that's her. That's right. He says it wasn't sexist. It was romantic. Yeah. That's right. You're and right. then he leans over to kiss her and she, you know, immediately shoves him. Yeah, she's like, ooh, I don't want to kiss a boy. Yeah. And then he gives her, you know, he, some flack. For, yeah. And he goes like, what, would you rather kiss a girl? And she calls him a smart ass. Yeah, and grabs know? him and kisses him. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like that scene kind of escalated in a weird way. Yeah, right. Um... And and it, the scene fades with them both of them just sitting on the roof, kind of giggling and smiling at each other. Um, to now we see um, the detective. Yeah. And he is at this phone booth trying to figure out where the kids are. Yeah, there's. He asked for. Apparently, he found out her last name, and he's oh, asking that's for. That's how he figured it out. He's asking for all the Brooks, the um, the at first the phone numbers for anybody whose last name is Brooks. That's Somehow right. there's only three. I feel like there would be a lot more because that's a pretty common last name. Yeah, this film was in '89. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Brooks has ever really been an uncommon right last name. But anyway, so she the, apparently there's three of them in the area. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, actually, I need the addresses." Yeah, is what he says. And so he ends up showing up at the trailer. Yes, and you know, ends up taking Jimmy exactly because Corey walks downstairs just in time to figure mm-hmm. that out. He hears Jimmy screaming on the front right. lawn area, and he walks out just in time to see 
the detective grabbing Jimmy and putting yeah. him in a car and driving off. Right. And so, of course, he's freaking out and he's like, you know, well, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And this is where she's like, you know, I've got I've got friends. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's got I, I've got a plan. And um, so it cuts from that. And we see the detective is driving down the freeway with Jimmy in the car and mm-hmm. Jimmy's jiggling the door handle, yeah. hoping to get out. And the guy yells back at him, sit down and shut up. Yeah. He hasn't really talked at all this movie unless to say California. California. That's <laughs> so true. He's not talking, buddy. No. Um, and he's he's telling him like, you know, you're gonna make me rich. You know, I'm gonna take you back to your mom. And right about here is where you see further up the road these two trucks, one in the correct lane, the other in the opposing yeah. lane, have created a roadblock. Yep. And he pulls up upon that and has to slam on the brakes. He gets out of his car, and he starts yelling at the truck drivers, I like, want I want your licenses. Yep. And right about this time is when two trucks from the rear come up to block him in from the yeah. back. And now you see the truckers getting out of their trucks, and Spanky mm-hmm. is one of them. And he goes, you touched her breast. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And of course, he's just like, you know what? He's like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the next scene, you see him and he's got a black eye. Yeah, I have a feeling he probably re- would have received a lot oh, yeah. more if than it, a black eye. Yeah, if something like that really happened to, you know, that girl. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they, they might be they might be um, uh, never hearing from a certain mm-hmm. P.I. ever again. Right. So, <laughs> um but so, now, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Now Spanky has the kids in the truck, mm-hmm. which, yeah, let's just take them to Los Angeles. It's fine. Sweet. I feel another rant coming on. All right. So they're driving <laughs> down the road, going to California. Yet yep. another an adult making bad decisions. Let's just take these three children to California. Right. Who cares? It's fine. But also. Here's my other pet peeve with movies. Okay. Oh, so Spanky yeah. <laughs> is driving down the freeway, and he's talking to the kids, and they're talking to him. He's like, I already stole this truck. I don't want to get any more trouble for speeding and blah, blah, right. blah. But while he's doing this, he is jerking the wheel wildly. Yeah. Like, all over the place. It's like, if you're to do that in real life, that truck is it's it's rolling. Flip. It's yeah. doing something very, very bad. Yep. But Spanky, he's just whipping that wheel around like crazy. It's like, whatever, man. Right. And so, yeah, that's just the end of that little pet peeve. Yeah. This movie's full of them. I know. I had fun with this one. Yep. And uh, so now Spanky has delivered them to California. (laughs) They get out of the truck and he tells them, you know, good luck kids and drives off. Yeah. It's fine. Let's leave them alone in, in a gigantic city. Yeah. It's cool. So they're in Los Angeles, California or wherever Universal Studios is. It's supposed to be in Los Angeles. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so this is where the competition's actually being held. Right. They make their way to the front desk area in front of the building where you register for the competition. Mm-hmm. They register... And the guy in the, you know, taking the registration is like, you know, oh, yeah, you're just in time. The next game is uh, Ninja Gaiden. Um, you know, and Haley's all excited. He's like, oh, he knows Ninja Gaiden. This is great. So they go inside. 
to this competition. And this this doesn't really look yeah. like a real licensed, sanctioned no. sort of thing. This yeah. looks very makeshift and shady. It looks, all it is, is just a bunch of kids in front of um, some TVs playing whatever game it is. It's yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't look professional at all. Yeah, you'd think there would be a lot more, like, kind of pro-looking decorations, mm-hmm. um, some props. Some, big um, some definite signage. Yeah. I don't see a whole lot of signage other right. than a giant clock. <laughs> right. And some bigger TVs. Yeah, some bigger TVs. You know. And it looks like they've just taken like garbage bags and lined the walls to create the look of uh, something. I don't know. So, anyway, you see Lucas, and Lucas is sitting there, you know, he's playing and stuff like that. Yep. And at that point, they don't know that Lucas is is there or whatever. Right, they right. Don't see him. But they're like, okay, it looks like we need to beat, you know, 169 score. And then that's whenever they see Lucas, and they're like, oh. Oh, great, it's Lucas. Know. Yep. So they send him up there, and obviously, you know, he's got, you know, an amazing score after, like, the 10 minutes of or 15 minutes of play or whatever right. it is. So he gets to advance. Yep. So, you know, the guy announces, um, you know, the three people that are going to be going on to the finals. Yep. And, um... Which, that's another thing about this. So, was there, like, no bracket at all? I guess not. Like, okay, so, Jimmy registers for the competition in the middle of the competition. Yeah, right. And is allowed to play the very last round before the finals. Right. It's like... Who the heck is running this thing? <laughs> so, yeah. So now it's time for the next round, like yep. you said. And the announcers, you know, screaming his head off, you know, come up here, my munchkins. And they they all walk up to the podiums and they're getting ready to play this next game, which is Ninja Gaiden. And three, two, one, the clock starts and the kids all start to play. And you see, you know, one by one, you know, down the line, the kids are focused, they're playing. And finally, Jimmy Jimmy wins. Yeah. And so he wins, and now it's announced that the very final round, the last game they'll be playing, is a game that they've never seen the seen before. Yeah, and, Haley and everyone's goes, pissed. Yeah, Haley's really pissed. Yeah, which makes sense. It's like you don't want them to be playing a game they're familiar with yeah. for the $50,000 prize. Right. <laughs> so... Though, so, anywho, they have a 15-minute intermission between that time mm-hmm. when it restarts. And you see all the kids, they're exiting, they're going out. And so this is where you see the detective has showed up. And he shows up just at the same time as the wife and the new husband of hers. And they're, you know, he's like telling her, like, I've got this under control. You know, I they're they're here, they're here somewhere, and I'll get them for you. And right about that time, we see Lucas exiting the building, and he notices that the detective is down there. Somehow, I guess maybe he's interacted with the the detective before, because he knows the detective is looking for those kids, because he shouts down at him and tells him they're right there. This is when this big chase begins. Yeah. So you get... Jimmy, Corey, and Haley running from the detective as the detective gives chase. Mm-hmm. They 
the kids quickly hop onto this trolley, this tour trolley that yeah. takes them all around the park, and the detective does the same. So and they're, they're running around, over people exactly. And, yeah. Like you know, somebody's getting a heel in the eyeball, another one's getting a <laughs> toe in the crotch. Right. You know, people are probably getting hurt. I know, right? <laughs> and right about that time, the dad and the older son have arrived, and mm-hmm. they're looking, and they don't realize where they are until the trolley drives by and they hear yeah. the kids screaming. Yep. So now they jump, go chasing after the trolley. Right. At some point, the trolley goes inside of this big building where I don't know if anybody ever remembers this, the old Universal Studios <laughs> yeah. commercials from back in the day, and they always made sure to feature this particular ride where you saw this big gigantic King Kong with flames all around it and the car of people on this stage thingy was like tilting and it looked like they were going to get eaten by King Kong. That's what they're on. And somehow um, the kids managed to get off of this ride at some point and they're running around underneath the inner workings of this deal which kind of takes some of the magic away from it to be honest with you you know it's cool to see it but you see all the inner workings and all the pneumatics and the electronics and the pyrotechnics um and somehow in the middle of all this chaos the dad and the older son have made it on the trolley ends up getting in a fist fight with this detective and the detective punches out the dad, and while the dad is distracted, he hops off the trolley, too, chasing after these kids. Long, crazy, chaotic scene short, the kids manage to find their way into this room, which ends up being just above the stage for this competition. And while the detective is hot on their heels, they manage to get into this back storage room. Um, where there's this like looking utility cage looking thing in there and the detective like he approaches him he's like you know i got you you're cornered and Corey's like you know be great you know be careful this is you know people cornered do crazy things and he hops in this cage thing and it turns out it's a utility elevator and he sends it down so we cut to the competition and you see the announcer he is losing it because he can't find Jimmy, which, you know, Jimmy is obviously, <clears throat> Jimmy was obviously up in this room area. So the announcer is trying to find Jimmy and the competition countdown clock is showing one minute and you hear the announcer say two minutes. That's a nice little side note. Um, so, it, so... The clock is ticking down, and the announcer has no choice, but, you know, the show must go on, basically. Yeah. So now he's introducing the two competitors that he knows he has for sure. And the clock has now reached 10 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got no choice. He's like, you know, let the games begin. And he does his whole pose. These big walls begin to lift and open up, and there's, like, fog and smoke everywhere. (laughs) 
And then in the clouds appears, Jimmy. out of the smoke appears Jimmy, exactly. Yep, he's already at his spot. Apparently that's where that elevator went to. Which Was if, the backstage area, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but I would have been pissed if I was one of the other contestants. Right? I'd been like, this isn't fair. This we is, were here. Yeah. This is where we were supposed it's to like, be. It's like, this is bullshit. You should be disqualified. Exactly. Yep. The rules didn't say you needed to be at the game console, yeah, you needed to be, be here. here yep. at 15 minutes. But they let it go. They let it slide because yeah. it's a movie. Yep. And it's a gigantic Nintendo commercial. And it's <laughs> just, it's crazy. So the announcer, he's practically losing it. I guess maybe he may have been at a risk for going to prison if he lost another child or something. Because he's know. like super yeah. happy. Yep. <laughs> so now let the games begin. They are all at their consoles, and it is revealed that the game is Super Mario Brothers 3. Yep. Great game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, love that game. Um, I think that's going to be my next addition, too. Um, that's not important, everyone. <laughs> okay. Every, everybody's like, ooh. They're like, ooh, we've never seen this game before. Yeah. Um, and the announcer is like, you know, all right, everybody get ready and go. So the games begin. Yep. And you see the score counter clock is like going, is keeping track of their scores. Jimmy's playing the game and everyone's cheering him on, you know. And at some point, his dad and stepdad yep. show up. And now his dad, his dad is like really into it. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh my god, and he's like, he's all way over more Corey into it than and just like freaking else. out. Yes, and... Nick's like, he's a changed man, I guess. Yeah, Corey's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and the mom shows up, and she's she's all excited because you know her son's doing yeah doing something in a social capacity. Yeah, and you know the detective is there, and he's kind of meh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's not all roses. Nope. Because at some point, Jimmy loses a life Mm -hmm. in the video game. And he gets sent back to what the announcer says is the beginning of World 2. It is not World 2. It It is is World World 1, Stage 2. Yes. So, now that we have that cleared (laughs) up. It literally says that on the screen, too. It (laughs) does. Doug. Got it. It is obvious that you have someone who wrote that script that knows nothing about the video game. Yep. <laughs> so, you see Jimmy, he's lost ground. Now he's went back down to like 40-something thousand points, and all the, the other two kids are at like 58,000. And he's struggling, trying to gain ground and stuff, and you hear the dad cheering him on, and even the detective is getting into it. He's like cheering and screaming and stuff, and finally... Somehow, these people who do not know anything about this video game yet, because it is yet to be released, I guess, they know that the warp whistle that Jimmy has just gained can be used to warp. Exactly. What you the hear, hell? You hear Haley screaming, use the warp whistle, use the warp whistle. Yes. Like, it doesn't exist. It, How did the game didn't exist? Yes. How did you know that? You people only have Super Mario Two at this point. Yeah, which is not the best game in my opinion. <laughs> that is the worst Mario game in my humble opinion. I'm sure. But um, so he uses the warp. He warps to world. I think it was world three. Um, which why didn't four. he just warp to the last level? Yeah, I would have warped all the way to the end. But he does it to World 3, and he ends up 
beating this next stage in World 3, and he gains the star needed at the end of the stage to get a lot of the most points. And then the there was this point in this game where it was like this picture matching game. And if you matched either mushroom or star or flower, you would get a prize. And right. he matched the mushroom and he got his two up and he got extra points. Um and then you see the clock is, you know, counting down to three, two, one, and Jimmy has at the last second blown yep. everybody out of the water Jimmy and won wins. the competition. Yes. Jimmy wins. Everyone's jumping and screaming and it's great and the announcer's losing his mind and Yeah. And and you see even the detective is just He's like, like I he's know that kid. I know him, I know him. It's yeah. like this whole movie you were practically trying to like find him and kill him or I something. I know, right? <laughs> And it it fades from that to now we see everybody is on the road together. Even Haley. Which before that, like what the hell what the hell happened with the detective guy? Because did he get paid? Did he not get paid? I would we think just he would s- have of some sort. I, I, mean, I would be demanding it. It's like, look, all right, I found your damn kid. Right? I didn't bring him to you because your dumbass decided to like yeah. come over here too. Like, I want my money. Exactly. Like, he did some detective work creepily and a little aggressively, <laughs> but he did detective work nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but that's just it. We never see that guy. No. Like, no, again. you get absolutely zero closure with his character. Yeah. But anyway, so now we've got uh, the parents and Jimmy are in one car. Yep. And then you've got the dad, Nick, for some reason, Haley. Yeah. And I guess now she's like, I don't know, maybe she's an orphan. I don't know. Maybe she's adopted by these people now. Yeah. And Corey, they're all in the truck or whatever. And so they're, you know, they're in the separate cars. And this is whenever. Uh, Jimmy's looking out the window and you see like these dinosaur figures. Yeah. You know, off in the distance or whatever. And he's like, California, California. And he says that a couple of times. And the mom tells the stepdad, you know, to pull over. And so, you know, he he's kind of like, well, why? And she's just like, well, pull over. Yeah. And so he does. And, you know, the car behind them is also like, you know, what are they doing? And so yeah. they end up pulling over too. Yep. And whenever they do, Jimmy, like, takes off running towards these, like, dinosaur figures. And I love these people's grumbling. I know. You hear, okay, so at one point when they were all together as a family, they took a big vacation down there. Yeah. And they had taken a big family photo at one of these gigantic dinosaur statues. Right. Like, you can go inside of them and everything. It kind of looks cool. But they're, I forget who it is, but someone's grumbling, like, what are we even doing here? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like... I think it was the stepdad. Yeah, oh, that makes sense then. <laughs> yeah. He's a great big jerk. Yep. And so they all run to one of these dinosaurs because Jimmy has run inside. And yeah. Like and there's the like a literal door. Is a door. Yeah. <laughs> it's so kind of neat, actually. Yeah. So they run in there and, you know, they, they find him or whatever. And he's sitting there mm-hmm. and he's got his lunchbox open and stuff. And so... Um, Corey goes up, you know, while goes up there to start talking to him. And right. This is whenever he, this is, he kept saying California because he associates this dinosaur place 
with um, Jennifer. Right. Because he exactly. pulls out the picture of all of them as a family at this dinosaur place where they were all happy. And then that's whenever Corey kind of puts it together. He's like, you know, this was because we were all happy back then. Right. right. And he's, exactly. he's like, you know, he kind of shakes his head and stuff. And yeah, um, basically he ends up leaving the uh, uh, the lunchbox there. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. all I could think of is like, oh man, somebody's going to destroy all that stuff. Oh yeah, somebody's definitely going to steal that and be like, what's this crap and throw it away. Or the janitor or whoever takes care of that place. Exactly. Which is sad. But, but anyway. I don't know. I guess the kid needed it. Yeah. Um, and so the mom actually at this point tells Sam, he's she's like, you know what? She's like, why don't you take our sons uh, home and yeah. you know, we'll, talk, we'll talk more when we get back to town. Yep. Which... Maybe she'll give up full custody so she can be free. I <laughs> That's don't know. what I kind of wonder. <laughs> I kind of wonder if she's gonna be a jerk and kind of give up custody because he's hard to handle. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. So anyway, so they show they you know show the dad and Nick and uh, stuff like that are in you know the truck. Yep. And then they show the three other kids in the the back of the pickup truck in like these seats yeah they've like i guess <laughs> bolted a bench seat down into the bed of the truck and they're all sitting in it and yeah. they're strapped in and you know it just shows them driving off yeah. but it's like yeah what the hell like haley has been basically kidnapped exactly because she should be in reno nevada exactly i mean i don't know where the heck her parents were but i don't know it just seems Strange. It doesn't seem like the legal way of doing things. No, no, you don't just like this. Isn't like a pet you pick up off the <laughs> yeah, side of the road. Exactly. You don't just be like, "Come with us, little girl. You yeah, live with it's, us now." It's, yeah, you're with us now. <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's how it ends with everybody driving off into the sunset happily ever after. Yep. So, all right, I do have some facts. So, the movie has developed a cult following uh, with movie-themed retro gaming tournaments hosted across the country. Uh, Luke Edwards, Fred Savage, and Jenny Lewis have made appearances at these events. Oh, seriously? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. So. I feel almost bad for bashing the movie as much as I did now. (laughs) Aw. So, Bo Bridges and Christian Slater both admitted they had little to no interest in video games when they were cast. They played during filming and became fans. Huh. So. Aw. Well, hun, if we ever go to California someday, we could visit that dinosaur thing. Yeah, I, I, I was about to yeah. ask if you figured out what and where that was. The dinosaurs in the film are a real-life tourist attraction at the Wheel Inn restaurant in Cabazon, California, near Palm Springs. Oh, okay. They also appeared in Pee-wee's Big Adventure and in the music video for Night Ranger, Sing Me Away. Okay, I never saw that, but I was about to say the yeah. same thing about Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure, because... There was that scene where he and, um, oh, doggone, I forgot that lady's name, but they were in the dinosaur and they were talking about her boyfriend, Andy. Yeah. How he's all jealous and he hates French people. (laughs) Now, when we were watching this, I didn't get to point it out to you, but did you notice by any chance Tobey Maguire was in it? Like for, he had no lines. I did not. He was just there and he had a mullet. Where was he? Was he one of the toughs or something? No, he was uh, Lucas's friend. Uh, who had a mullet just after the three finalists for Video Armageddon were announced. Huh. He was in I'd... like a 
a hot pink shirt and oh. yeah i had a mullet i didn't even notice that yep oh spider-man i know <laughs> let's see here i like toby mcguire for the most part you know right i wasn't a huge fan the first couple of spider-man films with him in it they were they were good i wasn't a big fan of the third one though it was kind of and then your least favorite game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, was the only licensed video game to be played in this movie. <laughs> really? Yep. But what about the other movies, like video games they showed? I don't know. Or were they saying like they were actually being played? Well, all of movie? all of the video game footage was pre-recorded. Oh. Which makes sense. Yeah. You know. So. Yep. Interesting. And then I do have uh, one piece of information that... Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Here it comes. Spoiler alert, people. It, yeah. If you're a fan of this actor, you might... Uh, yep. Your world might get rocked. It might. <laughs> I just need to find... Where the hell is the... Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you click on the actor that played Lucas, you click on his IMDb. Yeah. You know, it's got his filmography. He wasn't in a ton of these things. You go to his trivia. Yep. In 2004, he was sentenced to 10 years probation for child molestation and had to register as a sex offender. Yeah. So, yeah, he hasn't been in anything in a long ass time. Freaking Lucas. Yep. Last thing he was in was a 1996 episode of Law and Order. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so. what was it long? Never mind. <laughs> right? <laughs> I shouldn't say it. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's kind of all I've got for for trivia. There's yep. quite a bit of trivia. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. In fact, things that I was going to mention as trivia were goofs and stuff that we noticed watching the movie oh, anyway. I know, right? Like the lady saying two minutes till the game started and, there was and the only clock a said one minute. Yeah. Um, and then the one about, um, oh, there was some about the NES consoles. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, what do you want to use to rate this? You want to just go easy and use power gloves? Um. And you want to use something else? Let me see. You know, that's the thing about this movie. Okay, so it was basically a giant Nintendo commercial. The power glove is in this film mm-hmm. for all of, like, Five. 30 seconds yeah it's really maybe yeah it's not on there though. if long. you're trying to like market and get your stuff out there as the next biggest thing ever wouldn't you want the power glove to have been like a central component of this film and not lewis barton's <laughs> little toy for 30 seconds exactly he loves it Yes. It is so bad. I know. That's all that, <laughs> that needs to be said. So, anywho. Yeah, I guess we could do power gloves. Why not? You know what? I guess because it had so many errors and stuff, it was kind of fun to watch. So yeah, I do admit that. I'm going to give it... I'll give it a two and a half. I... Yeah, I'll, I'll admit it was fun to watch. It was... And if you're probably watching it from a little kid's perspective, yeah, as you know, who it was marketed to back in the day in 1989, you probably would have thought it was pretty awesome. But I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go the same route. I think I'm gonna have to give this thing <laughs> probably a two, two and a half. Yeah, 
it was entertaining just for the simple fact that it was just so crazy. Right. And just... It's like I texted you while I was watching this. I watched this movie while... <laughs> well, I texted you, too. I was like, oh, we're going to have some stuff to exactly. talk about. And then when I finally watched it alone, you weren't home. You right. were at a party with, with your friends and stuff. And I texted you like, oh, my gosh, the plot holes in this film are yep. like the size of Texas. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so in that way, it, it was fun to watch. It was yeah. crazy, though. Yeah. So next week, uh, we're going to close out our uh, our suggestions with the original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie. What? I know. I'm actually kind of excited. So, well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.